Welcome back to Keiko Talks. This is the second episode in our mental emotional health series. Um, today, we're going to be discussing narcissism. Since there's so much talk and honestly, a lot of confusion on what a narcissist really looks like, we wanted to really get into the nitty gritty of narcissism and how we can identify it in our lives today. So continuing the series, we're going to be answering the question, does trauma lead to narcissism? Hey guys, before we get started, we wanted to mention that today's video may be a trigger for some listeners. We are discussing sensitive material that may be a trigger for some. We want you all to know that we deeply value your wellness and mental health. If you believe our discussion may be a trigger for you, please join us in the next Keiko Talks. All right, to get things started, we're going to start with a little definition as per usual. So um, everybody throws out the term narcissism, you know, like, on TikTok and stuff like I was saying in the intro, people are like narcissist. This person's narcissist. I'm I'm narcissist. Blah, blah blah. But like, what does that really mean? And like, that's kind of a big word when you say like it's yeah. a big word. And sometimes it's like kind of intimidating. Is like, well, what does that really mean? You know, like because mm-hmm. I think some people think like it just means a toxic individual, which is not necessarily the same. You know? Yeah. So like, you know, we want to define narcissism and we want to distinguish it also from narcissistic personality disorder because there's one thing to be uh, a diagnosed narcissist and have that disorder another just to exhibit those traits so exactly yes exactly so narcissism is extreme self-involvement to a degree that makes a person ignore the needs of those around them so you know clearly that definition is showing that central to that is a lack of empathy you're not you're not aware of somebody else's experience. You're not aware of somebody else's feelings, thoughts, perception of you, right? Um, and while everybody kind of exhibits that, like sometimes we all can be a little bit like selfish and say, well, you know what? I don't really care what so-and-so thinks. Mm-hmm. I don't care what so-and-so feels because I'm doing me, right? But a true narcissist frequently disregards others. And what really the kicker is they do not understand the effects of their behavior on mm-hmm. other people. That's the real difference between just exhibiting some narcissistic traits and then being a true blue through and through mm-hmm. narcissist <laughs> you know what I mean yeah so yeah what do you think well how would you you know kind of define narcissist to just like a layman you know just no, I, I'd agree with that uh, uh, that definition if I had to have one word for a narcissist I would say like a lack of empathy uh, that is like the telltale sign for me and I'm talking about like in extreme circumstances, typically, they just completely lack it and or exploiting others for personal gain. So, yeah. And the thing about a narcissist, about narcissist is there's different types, right? Yeah. So, um, and like, if you just Google, like, de- de- literally can find like, these are the nine types, this is the 10 types. And so there's like, there's so many, right? But um, I just want to kind of hit on the... Um, the four big ones, right? So the four big ones are the grandiose, malignant, co you know. So your grandiose narcissist, someone who overestimates their own abilities, right? So they assert their dominance over others. They have a general like inflated sense of self-esteem, right? So that's the type. Mm-hmm. But remember that a narcissist is always going to be somebody who um, does not understand how their behavior is affecting others, how their behavior is hurting others you know, how they're exploiting others. So this is just kind of like, it's like flavors. That's how I think about it, you know? Yeah. It's like flavors of a narcissist. It's it's all ice cream, 
but do you have strawberry or do you have chocolate? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, so that's grandiose. And then a malignant narcissist is just like the name says, they're manipulative and they're malicious, right? So they have a lot of signs of sadism and aggression. And this is the most severe type of narcissist person person with a narcissistic personality disorder because they actually go out and like hurt people right like they're aggressive and sadistic and i think when i see most people talk about narcissists i think a lot of times they're talking about malignant because that's the person you can recognize like yeah that's the opinion yeah because they're like hurting people you know all right and so then the next one is a covert narcissism but there's another name for it too which i didn't know but another name uh, called a vulnerable vulnerable narcissist, right? So this is like the complete opposite to the grandiose or opposite in flavor. They're, they're still narcissists. Um, they tend to be shy and like self-effacing. So I guess kind of like self-deprecating, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they, they kind of, they, I guess, pretend to be distressed or hypersensitive, right? But they actually do it just to, because they crave people's recognition and they get de- mm. very defensive in the face of criticism. So people who cannot take criticism, you know, which I thought was interesting because I never thought about somebody who's a covert narcissist. Yeah. But um, I can see that though. I, now that, you know, you say that I can think of some people. Yeah. And I, I think the kicker there is like people who cannot take criticism or who get defensive. Yeah. When somebody actually tries to criticize them. Yeah, you know? which made me question too. Like, is that a just like a... Because I feel like our generation, to an extent, can't handle criticism, right? So I wonder yeah. if that's like a generational thing. I, it might be. But then again, yeah. I feel like so many older people are narcissists. That too. That too. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they probably mean criticism as in like basic criticism. Like you can't say that anything. Yeah. Not just like, okay, well, you know you're you're if you're like a music musician your song didn't really resonate with me or because of xyz mm-hmm. it's like they anything that doesn't uplift them in the slightest way they yeah. are very defensive about like if their shoe color or or if you don't like or if you're just not vibing with their like i don't know anything they're doing <laughs> anything that they're doing yeah like they can't handle the, the smallest bit of criticism that's what i think it's like and then the final type which is not the only types this is just you know the ones i'm defining for us um these are people it's called communal narcissism and i think this one actually is the most interesting and really they're people who have like excellent social skills so they're like charming and they have high degrees of likability so people like like them and they like you know are helpful but in reality, they're actually just hypocritical and they really are only doing those things because they focus on, they're focusing on meeting their own intrinsic need by helping other people. So it's like, it. it's like ulterior motive driven. So it's kind of like a God complex. Yeah, it's like a God complex type person, like somebody who really only sees, they might be helping you, but it's only to for their ego, for their benefit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they can feel good about so themselves. So it's like backhanded. Yes, yeah, backhanded. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you think about those definitions? Can you, it seems like you kind of have already identified like know, like, some people that you might have come into contact with who, you know. For sure. I hate to be like one of those TikTok people where it's like, oh my God, I know so many people like that. But I mean, with reading these definitions, which I didn't know there was that many types of narcissism. Um, mm-hmm. Like, uh, I didn't even know there was a personality discord when it came to narcissism. Um, 
but you know knowing this now I'm like yeah I, I think I know everybody to fit into not everybody I know someone that can fit into each of these these little sections yeah well that's the thing is narcissism is a spectrum yeah exactly so it's like somebody can have one of these or two of these or three mm-hmm. and exhibit all those qualities I think like I was saying it's like flavors yeah they are all ice cream is which one are you getting? Exactly. You know? Which flavor you want. Which flavor you want. Like, you know, it's like you get a narcissist, you get a narcissist. Everybody gets a narcissist. Because that's actually kind of what we are. And I don't want one. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ice cream. It's like the ice cream that someone's like forcing down your throat. Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. we're Yeah, that's the truth. That's what it is. Um. Yeah, it's wild. Like, ugh, narcissism. So much to say about it. But yeah, so, um, yeah, and since, you know, we're on definitions here, we should really define what narcissistic personality disorder as distinct from just narcissism or just narcissistic traits. So narcissistic personality disorder or NP is basically a condition which um, still involves that overinflated sense of self, extreme for attention and admiration and sympathy. But the thing about the disorder is it really... By the time it gets to be a disorder, it's like impacting this person's life to a point where they can't, they can like no longer kind of like control their own, um, really their own behaviors. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. they are out of, I guess they're so like far gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, what do you think about that? Or like, how would you define narcissistic personality disorder? No, I agree with that. I think that's what makes it. Um, the personality disorder because now it's affecting your personality and or your character right Um, versus the other ones is more of like how you're behaving right Um, so to me that's the distinction between the two but I definitely can see that so while there are one is more of um, the actions you're taking versus the other one is legit a a brain um, change so I, I yeah, I think the, the um. Well, so is the personality disorder still a part of the spectrum, or is that a a mental health thing? I think that's on the spectrum. Okay, it's like it's kind of like like the autistic spectrum. Yeah, somebody might have Asperger's, but then there's also autism, which is an extremer form of that. Yeah. So someone can exhibit like grandiose narcissism. But if they have, like, if they're already, I guess, if they have s- several of those different types of narcissism, mm-hmm. then it becomes personality disorder and they can no longer, like, I guess it's like they just can't control their behavior. Like, they're subject to their own, like, mind and behavior. You know what I mean? Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah I see. so that's just, like, the extreme of the spectrum, of one of the extremes. Yeah. And that that's why, like, in this definition, it's, like, extreme need for attention, extreme need for admiration. Mm-hmm. They have superficial relationships and they lack empathy. And it's, like, repeated behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's the big thing. It's not, like, a one-time situation and then they behave normally or with compassion. Mm-hmm. It's, like, this person exhibits over and over again an inability to actually form like real relationships and actually show empathy you know what i mean exactly exactly yeah i guess it's kind of like like learning disorders like yes we mm-hmm. all might take some time to like learn something for a test where we might fail one test but that doesn't mean you have a whole disorder like 
it's like your outlook you know what i mean on For things sure. yeah that's how i think about the disorder um yeah like their disorder kind of frames their entire way of being exactly yeah. it's kind of like the um like uh the other personality disorders um did for example yeah there's uh i don't know if there's a spectrum for with did but a did is dissociative identity disorder um but same thing like that is like the extreme of having dealing with multiple beings i guess in your head so yeah, yeah okay yeah and they really they classify it also as a psychiatric disorder mm-hmm. so it's like considered seriously like a mental health disorder so what about um, the other types are those considered psychiatric disorders or just that just uh i the think NPD? i think mpd you get classified as mpd when you already probably when you exhibit multiple of those different types you know gotcha. like or either when you are seriously when it's seriously like affecting your life and that there's a pattern to it you know Exactly. That's what I think. It's like you could have narcissistic personality disorder and your main form of narcissism be covert narcissism, mm-hmm. you know? I think, but I would say more, probably more often than not, it's like people who have multiple of those types combined into one person, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, I can see that. That's what I think. And that's what probably makes it like when they feel like a professional needs to step in because they cannot. Yeah. They don't function properly. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and something I found interesting, which I did not know, and people don't ever say this, but like when you actually are um, narcissistic, there's a significant risk for suicide and it's wow. also linked to other psychiatric disorders. I can see that. So, yeah. And so I was thinking, I was like, so why, like, why do you think suicide, a suicide rate would be so high f- with someone suffering from MPD? I think it would be high just because of like, the um the well it seems like across the board there's like an extreme desire to for people to give you said attention or get what you want out of it and so if they feel like they're not getting that then it's like oh i'll just take myself out like i'm you know i'm kind of like i'm hurting you kind of thing you know to like prove a point um like everything is done so that they benefit and everybody else kind of suffers so to me it would be more of a standpoint of I'm going to make you suffer. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. And that's like kind of a sick way of thinking about it, of like trying to make someone else suffer with, by yeah. your suffering. Mm-hmm. But I can, I can see that. Like, you know, cause like you said, a narcissist is going to do anything to sort of like make others, you know, like look, seek that attention or like, mm-hmm. honestly, like just kind of trample on others, you know? Yeah. And something else I forgot to mention, which is um, good to note about narcissism, is they actively and routinely disrespect boundaries. Oh, for sure. They're big into gaslighting, public shaming, and deflection. They use manipulation. I don't know if I mentioned that, but narcissists use manipulation. That is actually their uh, biggest number one (laughs) ammo. Yeah. Biggest tactic is manipulation, gaslighting, deflection. Um, Yeah. It's always your fault. Always. Always your fault. Mm-hmm. Never theirs. They can never take um, accountability for act, for their actions. Especially, even if it's like, clearly, this is yeah. your fault. Yeah. You know? So, yes, it's very, it's very much a narcissist. So, uh, do you feel like you've, right? like, come into contact with any narcissists or? Oh, uh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, our, 
the first narcissist I came in contact with was our father. Yeah, true. Um, and you know, even since then, I'm thinking of how some people behave. I try to decipher who's really a narcissist or not. I don't think since him, I've had to like sit in the presence of a narcissist for very long, just because mm-hmm. like I'm able to really peep that very early. But I really do think some of the people at my like most recent job, the way they just would behave, I really think a lot of them are either they really strongly exhibit narcissistic traits or they are, they have that disorder because yeah. I really like a lot of the stuff is on here. They just do this stuff to just random people. They really don't know, which makes me think you, this is how you just behave in general. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So, so you I think mean, that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, so because I feel like in your experience, you're stating that the men are, the most of the narcissists that you've come into contact with or those who, oh, that yeah. you have suspected. Do you think that narcissism is linked to masculinity? Oh, uh, you know what? I, I think that is very true. And that, that deserves a real conversation mm-hmm. because sometimes, and I have to try to like decipher in my mind, is this person just trying to live up to like the masculine ideal and try to be a man or are they legitimately a narcissist or are they just the one in the same? Yeah. You know, cause I mean, if you think about, you know, what it means to be a man and and the only piece of people I felt like were narcissists in my life were men, right? If we think about what it means to be a man, that means what? Um, showing little regard for other people's emotions. So lack Lacking of empathy. empathy. You know, guarding your own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, always having that kind of like cold indifference. Um, and... In male culture, they always deflect. It's never their fault. They're always, like, especially blaming women for any issues in a relationship or any issues with their behavior. Always yeah. deflecting. Um, they have this, like, it's like male need to kind of, like, they create hierarchies of, like, I'm the best. I'm the best. <laughs> or, like, they're always competing with each other, right? So they're always mm-hmm. trying to be, like, number one. Or they kind of inflate their egos, right? Yeah. Um, they... But in doing so, they crave people's attention. They crave recognition from other people because that's the only validation that they really get. And overestimating their abilities. How many times have we ran into dudes who think that they are like, you know, should have been drafted in the NBA straight out of high school and can't shoot a ball in the basket? Like, (laughs) how many times have we ran into those dudes or like like to their own detriment, like will not ask somebody for help? You know what I mean? Mm hmm. So I think, I really think being a man means being a narcissist in some ways, you know? But what yeah, do you say? I think, I think also, too, like, just the excuses for a man breeds a narcissist. Um, mm-hmm. Even though, you know, they're raised by women. But women tend to just excuse a lot of things. It's like, oh, he's a man. He doesn't have to do this because he's going to be a man. And da 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 that's not an excuse, right? You still should be accountable for your actions and or the actions that you may push onto someone else and or your emotions and your feelings. Um, and I think in today's time, it's important to tap into your feelings and just accept, you know, what is going on with you. That's easier said than done, but we should be promoting that at this point. It, there's really no excuse. So, you know, t- to me, I do think narcissism is in, um, I don't know if it's the direct cause of is not directly caused maybe by toxic masculinity, but it eats, sleeps, and breathes and could easily lead to a narcissistic individual. Yeah. 
it's like this analogy. If masculinity and specifically toxic masculinity is the car, mm-hmm. the gas is narcissism. Exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's what exactly. I think. It, that's really how hand in hand they go, you know? Um, yeah, I, yeah. And it, which makes sense. Like most of, most of the people who I've come across in my life who have been narcissists are men. And this yeah. isn't some like man hating thing, but it's it's the truth. I'm like, I mean, can you attest to that too? Like, what do you think? Oh yeah, um, I think if anyone that I've come into contact with, the majority, if not the only people that I have suspect, suspected are narcissists have been males. I don't think I've ever ran into a woman. I'm like, oh, you're a narcissist. Yeah. But I also think like if a, if there was a woman who was a narcissist, it would definitely be the covert. So it's hard yeah. to depict just exactly. because women are quote unquote more empathetic in general, right? Um, but women can be deceptive in that sense too. You know, they may make it look like they are um caring for you and they're really not. Yeah. You know what I tell you about I, I think I have met one woman narcissist. Really? Or someone who at least exhibits narcissistic traits. This was somebody I met in college. And like you're saying, I think she was probably a com a combo of probably just more covert narcissist, right? Like kind of self-effacing and like mm-hmm. not not so much shy, but really everything they were doing was definitely motivated by craving somebody's recognition and was definitely hmm. willing to throw anybody under the bus, including me, and willing to throw people under the bus in order to like get what they needed from the situation, yeah. you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. This was somebody I met in college and like worked with in college. I did not have like a romantic relationship with them, but I had a working relationship with them. And that became quite clear to me by the end of our our relationship. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that was probably the one time when I go back and think about it that I, I came across a woman who was like covert narcissist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, but if you're getting that little tingle or like a, I don't know, trust your Where there's smoke, there's fire. That's what I say. You know? <laughs> trust your gut. Trust your gut for sure. But yeah, and another interesting thing I I found out that I didn't know is like narcissists are actually characterized by this kind of like failure to launch syndrome. Hmm. So people who like fail to launch are people who just don't. I guess, like, meet the kind of, like, expectation of, like, hitting certain milestones in your life. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, not going to college, not doing, like, not that college is the only way, but, like, just kind of that, like, lackluster, but, like, loser type. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, never went to get a job, can't finish things, you know, still kind of at home with mom. You know, that constant excuse, that kind of, yeah, that constant excuse, Um, which now that I think about it, I'm like, that was, that's definitely the story that we were always told about our father. We didn't recognize at the time as narcissism, but I'm like, yeah, he, he very much had a failure to launch. You think so? That's, yeah, that's what, from what I, what we were told, yeah. Yeah. I think about the time, you know, you used to always characterize him as a late bloomer. And I was like, yeah. what's that mean? But I could see, okay. Yeah, because think about where he was in his life in comparison to where our mother was in her, in her life where they when they met. And mind you, he's five years older than her. Yeah. 
So and so he then it became somebody else's problem to get him there, and then it was like crap on that person. Exactly. It, he has a failure. He had the failure to. He just never. He didn't. He didn't meet certain milestones. Yeah, he only really. was able to do it because of someone else. Because someone else pushed him along. Otherwise, he would have sat and just continued to do nothing. Right. You know yeah. What I mean? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah, I mean, it is disgusting. But I, when I saw that, I was like, no, that's 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 true. That's true. That's it. Does. That's so true, though. And you, like, they, everybody used to be like, oh, he's a light bloomer, and I'm like, what does that mean? But, exactly. Yeah. Okay. When you put it in that context, in relation to the narcissism or narcissistic um, traits and whatnot, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and the thing about narcissists is they don't really see themselves as a problem. Yeah. So when you point these things out to them, it's like, what? What are you talking about? That's not me. I don't do that. For sure. Or I don't behave that way. That's what you think. That's your experience of me. Or like, if that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like classic narcissist line. If you feel that way. Like, just dismissing somebody's, ex- you know, experience. Yeah. So I was reading and um, I found that some other extreme behaviors that someone with narcissistic personality disorder may exhibit are overly emotional, unpredictable thinking or behavior, distorted facts, making false accusations, enjoyment of getting away with breaking the rules or violating boundaries, using psychological manipulation like gaslighting, public shame and deflection, aggression, antisocial behavior. Do you think those those things apply to um, maybe someone that you've met that may be narcissistic and or has narcissistic personality disorder? Yeah. Definitely. I mean, you hate to just keep going back to our father, but I mean, when we find out that what narcissism really meant, it was like, heck yes. Yeah, it was true. We uh, we found out exactly what this person is, but he, um, yeah, I, I would just say him, like, it's like, especially the gaslighting and the kind of um, mm-hmm. just dismissal of somebody else's experience. Mm-hmm. even the unpredictable really, like behavior unpredictable behavior yeah not showing up where he was supposed to be at certain times mm-hmm. even um, his like emotional responses like yeah you, you didn't know what you were gonna get you didn't know what you were gonna get you're always kind of like on edge mm-hmm. always violating know. people's boundaries After, i don't know about yeah. breaking rules necessarily but violating boundaries like that was like his favorite but, pastime <laughs> but i also feel like he was breaking rules because really if you think about um like his drinking oh, and yeah. driving, drinking, he was driving. breaking, he was actively breaking social codes, rules, rules he yeah. knew as an For adult sure. male. He knew you don't drink and drive, but that's what he did. Um so um yeah, breaking rules and just all around kind of this like I'm above the law. Whatever law. Yeah, you know, which is that's so dangerous for a man, for a black man. That is so dangerous a place to be in because, you know, the law is already harsher on our community, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have this false idea that you are somehow above it. Is That just seems like, I don't know how he survived. Seriously. I, I don't know. Seriously. <laughs> Especially some of the situations he was like caught it up in, you know? For sure. I don't know how he survived, but. I mean, he did, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy how you can go down the list for him specifically and be like, he checks off everything, everything, not even just to be a 
narcissist or exhibit those traits, I mean the di- personality disorder mm-hmm. because he exhibited his behavior num- numerous times with numerous different people, more than just our family, me and Caitlin, you know, and our mother, other people as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And so he really, and it, it was like, you only knew him for so long before he started exhibiting all these traits. And he like, he's someone who actively went around, quote, like ruining people's lives, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't, countless women's lives. I'm just like, what? Oh, my yes. gosh. Like, like, the man has a dis, he's like, it feels almost like he, like someone's a sociopath. It mm-hmm. feels like a sociopath. But really, is narcissistic personality disorder. I think yeah. is really the big thing with him. He, mm-hmm. I bet he's like undiagnosed, and nobody took it seriously because there really wasn't before five years ago. There wasn't a lot of dialogue about it. For sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think, um, oh, also like he's from a different generation, right? So generationally, I think they really just see it as like. It's kind of that like trope in our community of like Papa was a Rolling Stone, right? Like whatever mm-hmm. he laid his hat was his home. Like, oh, that's just men will be men. They'll have different women. They'll be, you know, philanderers. They're not gonna take care of their kids. You know, they people are thinking, oh, he just fits the stereotype somehow. No, this this man has a problem. Seriously? Like that's not okay. That's not okay. Like, you know, like. I don't know. What do you think? Would you, how would you put him and uh, and that personality disorder into the bigger like cultural context for the black community? Um, I think from his generation, I would say that they were just very dismissive, but I feel like they were just dismissive as a complete generation. Um, I think that generation, they were oftentimes like, you know, if something's wrong, it's just like, oh, hush it up. Don't talk about it. Like he'll figure it out. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they're also, aided him in his narcissistic personality because it was just like he really could just do whatever he wanted nobody was going to talk about it nobody was going to question it no one was going to get him help um but on top of you know him being narcissistic i wonder if his narcissism has something to do or is a direct link of um his traumatic brain injury um because that can definitely rewire someone's brain right when something is affecting your brain like that um it definitely will rewire and that's a huge trauma for the brain physically so um i wonder like i would love to know who he was before he had his traumatic brain injury um to who he is now and who he became because i wonder if there's a difference there i don't know i mean i guess that's like the world's biggest question like we will really never know yeah, we would never know. We, don't, we won't know because we only met him when he was a full-blown narcissist. Mm-hmm. You know? And I could see how that, that brain injury could really cause him to, to... It would cause alterations in his brain. For sure. But it's kind of like the trauma that like we talked about in like the previous episode. Exactly, yeah. It's physical trauma. brain like, trauma. Yeah, especially like just like um, the emotional trauma and um, like physical trauma that rewires and restructures your brain just from that. So a physical trauma on the brain, I can only imagine the effects, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, but I also think, and this, this isn't really devil's advocate, but I also think that despite the, um, the traumatic brain injury, because trauma is so linked to a, 
an emotional experience or narcissism specifically is linked to emotional experience, mm-hmm. I feel like it's also his upbringing. I feel like he might have oh, yeah. been a narcissist regardless of what, whatever, you know, brain injury. Because obviously his his parenting, his, you know, lack of boundaries or his, you know, the extreme trauma he experienced from parent from childhood molded into a narcissist and his unhealed trauma molded him into a narcissist so i think it's i think it's partly the physical brain i think the other part of it is he was just he was allowed to become a narcissist plain and simple you know yeah i i mean i guess i you know i really think like i said it's too easy to throw it off on the on the bullet in the brain that's too easy to me um see i don't think it's too easy because like i'm telling you your body will do some crazy things for self-preservation um so that's why i like and i you know i really like like medicine and like sciencey things so you know i think part of it is you know all factors and you you have to contribute things to the the whole picture but i'm saying um I really do think like the brain injury is is the big bang, right? And then you have like these other minor factors that enabled the the brain injury, right? To yes. get to where we are today, which is a full blown narcissist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess he's kind of like a case study because it's like if, if you have something physically traumatic versus mm-hmm. is it your emotional trauma? Exactly. You know? I just, mm-hmm. I, I really see it as. Because I, I would say, I like, some both. individuals I know have had, like, trauma, whatever, emotional trauma, growing up trauma, physical trauma, maybe not a direct brain injury. And they may have, you know, they may be on the spectrum. But I'm talking, like, full-blown personality disorder, yeah. I just, I feel like, regardless, he would have become a narcissist. I feel like he would have become a narcissist whether he had that brain injury or not. That's my true, honest feeling. Because I feel like a lot of it had to do with traumatic childhood experiences that would have happened to him because of the circumstances he grew up in. Hmm. That's what I think. I don't know. I feel like it was like when the injury happened, it was like at such a young age that like... Yeah. How was oh, it know? definitely affected. It definitely affected mm-hmm. even just how his brain begin to grow and develop and change and mm-hmm. morph into an adult brain that absolutely affected it. I'm not, I'm sure. not saying that it didn't. I'm saying can, though, I like, I'm like, pretty sure like it wasn't a clean wound. Like it didn't come out. I don't know. I, I don't think so. I, the story I always heard was that it, they were able to get it out. Oh, were they? Okay. That's what I thought I heard. I don't know, but I heard this forever ago. And like, they were always like kind of shady about giving real you know kind of yeah you heard different things from different people you heard different things from different people it was like different accounts and you try to piece it together so we really who knows seriously but i i feel like you could you could take him with a traumatic brain injury and take a child who had no traumatic brain injury put them in the same environment growing up and i think they both would have come out to be narcissist i really think that so do you think because it, it's a male child or do you think like a female child the same thing i think a female child the same thing i think it would look differently i think 
mm-hmm. was not only not only did he have a traumatic brain injury, not only was his environment a perfect storm for narcissism to yeah. grow. And we're saying that from fact because we know our grandmother and we know the family that he grew up in. So that was the perfect storm for him. <laughs> and um and coupled with him being a male and having all the male privileges, which and he's growing up in a society which is telling him to be a man, which is aligned with narcissism. More than honestly, he had three very clear, very strong reasons to become a narcissist. And that's exactly what he did. I would be shocked if he didn't become one. I really would. Yeah, see, I have a little bit of hope. Like, I'm like, eh, maybe if he didn't have the brain injury, like, maybe that would have changed things. But that's me wanting the good in people, right? I don't know. Because yeah. I, I just feel like narcissism has everything to do with your... I don't. I just feel like it has a, everything to do with your emotional compass, with the traumatic you experience emotionally, psychologically, and because that's how you treat people. That's how you feel about yourself. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, but I also can see if your brain is not fully developed, mm-hmm. then I can see how that also could become an issue. Right. Or it's like if the very thing that affects emotions or in your brain is damaged then obviously you're going to probably be you're not going to have empathy you're not going to have sympathy you're not going to have the basic emotions when it comes to other people yeah exactly and you know i mean we're kind of doing this now but that's kind of one of the things we want to talk about was distinguishing between somebody being difficult or somebody having a disorder which we're Mm kind of doing and talking about our father but in his case you know, it's quite clear to us that he, this man had a disorder because of the pattern. He mm-hmm. did it over and over and over again, right? Like, it, was, it wasn't it was just us. It was yeah. lots of women and lots of people over time. Yeah, even in the unpredictable with him, it was predictable. Like, you, you knew that something unpredictable was going to happen at some point in time. Exactly. You knew the type of responses you were going to get. You knew he lacked empathy. You knew he lacked caring for... Um, for most people outside of what they could do for him. Um, even like with us, he saw us as objects that made him look good. Other than that, we did not hang out with him. We did not spend time with him. Yeah, we never built time together was when it was beneficial for him and whatever um, woman he was talking to at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was not a. Um, he was not. um he was not a father. Let's just say that. He was not a father. father. Yeah. He's he was a narcissist. That's really all I can say about him. Right. You know. Very absent. Um, yeah. And the thing is that that's not in physical presence all the time. Because like mm-hmm. we say, we were seeing him regularly. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about physical presence. It was about mentally being there, emotionally being there, psychologically being there. It was about being stepping into the role of being a parent, a guardian to children. He and even was when we like, would that. quote unquote physically see him, it was like a pickup drop off. <laughs> like, yeah, and not... even and that that goes along with narcissism to me is like mm-hmm. they cannot commit to anything. Yeah, I also saw something about narcissism about where is there's like this um this aspect of control that you have to have. Mm-hmm. So like that was definitely the case. Like he had to always be in control of whatever the whatever the situation was. It was like his way or no way, or he would be like angry Mm -hmm. so um definitely 
definitely had a strong need for control, like strong need for control. And if it was not, like I said, his way, it was like turmoil. Yeah. And another thing I'm seeing too is uh, someone's a sense of entitlement, but also seeing yourself as exceptional Mm -hmm. and condescending behavior. And a big, another big thing is like, just even beyond us and how we thought about him, he always like place him. He always saw himself as like above his own family, you know, like as having like arrived or like achieved something Mm -hmm. beyond what his family did. So he would always put down like his cousins. He would always put down people in his family, particularly women. Mm-hmm. I think the man has a problem with women specifically. I think he's For a sure. deep-seated misogynist. Yeah, he never ever really did it with men or from what I saw ever. From like, what yeah, from what we saw. Now he would and not that he I don't feel like I think he looked down on men too because he's a narcissist, but I think he would because of his maleness, I feel like he he felt like he could always publicly berate women. He could always put women down and women would always be there to sort of and not all women, women who he perceived were weak or yeah perceived were weaker Um, if you were a strong woman he was didn't have a chance (laughs) exactly yeah well if you just knew what kind of personality he had or what kind of person he is you know which is another good thing to mention the biggest thing to combat a narcissist seriously ignore them Mm -hmm. that they literally cannot stand that it's because once Mm -hmm. you know their game you know that they manipulate you know that they lack empathy that they're gaslighting that they're not going to validate your experiences when you say i'm not allowing that in my life what do they have seriously nothing nothing absolutely nothing the only thing they have is ignorance naivety and obliviousness that's Mm -hmm. all they work off of and they manipulate that because when somebody knows like you have nothing hanging over their head you know for sure so yeah i mean a lot of people eventually just wise up to him but you know, even to this, and to this day, there's people who don't, which yeah, is sure. unfortunate. But, you know, we would see it time and time again. You know, we were almost like flies on the wall because we, we knew what his behavior was when we were children, little children, mm-hmm. like under the age of 10 age. You know, we knew what his behavior was. Oh, yeah. But then we would see him, especially with the women moving in and out of his life. We would see the way he would do them and we'd be like... Well, we'll see how long this one lasts. Exactly. <laughs> like, we would like kind of like bet on it. We're like, oh, yeah, bet on last, it. Like, two months. <laughs> we were always rooting for the woman. We were like, get out. Seriously. Go. We were, you, like honestly, like plotting ways. Like, how can we tell her? Because this is a setup. This is yeah. This is a setup, and it's like you know they had the ability to leave. We didn't because we were his children. So mm-hmm. they had a freedom we didn't even have. Exactly. If we could have left, we we would have left. Oh, for <laughs> period. Sure. As Gladly. children, we would not have been there. You know, and the thing is, like he would, like I said, he was very unpresent. Like he would literally pick us up and drop us off. We would most of the time be by our home by ourselves, underage. Um, but, you know, just like I said, fending for ourselves. So it wasn't like he had a purpose for getting us, other than like he just didn't like control really personal vendetta against our mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of control. Yeah, that's or attempting control. to have control over somebody who had removed him from her life you know and not the kids just him from her just him yeah like that was like oh no you can't do that yeah um and also people underestimate how much a narcissist will uh affect and influence your life and over a long period of time okay this is not some well it might be a year or it might be a couple months 
this is, we're talking 20, 25 years, as long as we have been alive. Okay. Now, you know, like, obviously our mother and father were in a relationship when we were born around before we, even before we were born. And the man, like, honestly, to this day, still tries to reach out to us, <laughs> like in con- in connection at times with our mother. Um, and this is also to for clarification. We have made it known that for me personally, I don't really don't want to further any communication, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like a lack of respecting boundaries that just goes to show is a constant contact, constant. Yeah. Um. So he 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 continues to try. Yeah. And I made it clear as well that I was, I don't remember that phone conversation, but I was like, I I will leave. I'm not coming. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with you. I'm not going to come back. Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to do it. You know, um, he's firmly on the block list, but, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's unfortunate because it's like, you want to just like move on with your life, but you're like, I don't know when and where this person is going to continue to crop up in yeah. my life. So there's a oh, reality. That's another thing. Like he will pop up, honey. He will pop yeah, just up. Pop up. Oh my gosh. Just pop up. Just yeah. Which don't be wrong. Like clearly he's blocked. So like how's he gonna announce it? But I mean, just you know, back to kind of like what we hit on the trauma, like that unexpected um entrance into your life just puts you back in like that childlike trauma it's space. Yeah. And so it's like traumatizing. Like it's just, yeah, and it's frustrating. Exactly, because you you know you work hard to move on with your life and do like other things, and then this person just tries to insert themselves in your life after you told them to leave. Exactly, multiple times, like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, or made it clear like we're not trying to establish any relationship with you. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. a normal person, if somebody has not spoken to you in actual years and actively blocks you, you would get the message. Okay, mm-hmm. they don't want to be around me. I should stop. They for some reason they don't get that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they like I almost feel like they like get off on it. It's oh, weird. I so. But, but I also yeah, see it, like from their standpoint, it's all about them. It's like, oh, you want me because I'm likable, right? Or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. And so they don't even see it like that. Like they don't see it as they're being intrusive. It's like, oh, you want me to be in your life. Or like in our case, like I'm your yeah. dad. So then, you know, you need me to be in your life if you need me. And it's like I've been doing fine. It's like, yeah, it's, buddy. Exactly. It's like this delusion that they operate under, and it's oh yeah, uh, it's very off-putting. delusional, very off-putting. It's yeah, delusion is really what it is. Mm-hmm. It's a delusion mm-hmm. of like, of like grandioseness. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot, and you know the our our point in talking about this today is like so people can recognize this as an issue. It's like if he was just a narcissist and he didn't really, and he wasn't continuing continuing to be a menace, then like what would we really have? They'd be like, okay, he's a narcissist, move on with my life. But it's because they continue and they do not stop. They continue to try to insert themselves in your space. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and it's like to the point now. I don't know if you're like this too, but like as I get older and I think about like, you know, if I were to have children or be married or something, I think about, is he going to harass them too? Oh, for sure. It's like to that point where you really have to, you have to like think about, it's not just you. It's like, there's other people. You involve yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah, And their safety as well. Like, you know, it, yeah. 
Exactly. No, I definitely. I, I've been not directly like him recently, but like family members that are close to him, which I know they're going back and telling them everything, right? Exactly. Um, but like it. Ooh, that's like, another thing I want to bring that's up. That's another cut. stream of contact for them to mm-hmm. use other people to get what they want. Um, in exactly. order to find out information about what you know, what you have going on, or whatever the case is, it's just mm-hmm. like really, it's it's just ugh, it's disgusting. It's, it's, a, it's a weird feeling to like be put in that position, and it's invasive. Oh, for very sure. invasive, hundred percent invasive. And something else they do, which I read a while ago, but it's called uh, flying monkeys, mm-hmm. and it's based off of the Wizard of Oz. You know how the witch in the Wizard of Oz has those little flying monkeys who like go do her bidding. Yeah. They like go out and find Dorothy or whatever, and they like bring back the information, and they're like, "He he he, yeah, we got her," kind of thing, you know, like in her evil lair. But <laughs> in narcissists, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's true. That's where it comes from. Yeah. But narcissists, they em- like employ other people to go out and like do their bidding. Yeah. And then bring back information about somebody who they're not really supposed to have contact with or bring back. And then and we think about it. He he did that, too, because there's several people in our lives who are in connection with him who would go do his bidding. Like if he somehow couldn't get to us, he would like send them. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're like a stand in for him. Like, for sure. I guess he tries to like hide kind of behind or like save face pretty much. Mm-hmm. By not being the one physically creeping or stalking or whatever, but then he sends his flying monkey to go do it, still mm-hmm. instating his presence, still invading space, but him like saving face in a way. It's like it's just it's sick. It's really sick behavior. Like I, unless you've really just dealt with somebody who's a narcissist, it's hard to explain. But it's like it's so many layers to their like to their disorder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh, it's, it. it it just sucks when you're a child and you have to grow up in that. Because, and it, like literally as a child, I thought I was like going crazy because I was like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, this is just not like it, this is not normal. I don't think, but it like he'll he'll make you. I remember as a kid making my like he made me feel like I was going insane with a lot of things that were going on. I was like, I know I did not do that and or say that and or xyz and, and you like like almost convince you that you did it's it's yeah bananas. and he was he was just like they're just master manipulators like he oh just God, yeah. he really spent his time trying to like con- like we would try to tell him and be like you're making us uncomfortable you're making you we don't want to like be around you like we know we were always like forthright kids we would always tell him and he was like, well, what did you do? Well, exactly. how are you, like, the problem? And yeah. it's like, these eight, nine-year-old, ten-year-old children are expressing, you know, their uncomfortability. And you're sitting here trying to find a way to blame a child. It's like, the, it's so asinine at the time, you know, you know, when you're a kid, you think you are the biggest age you're ever going to be. So you think, I'm, I can handle this. That's like an eight-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. But then I look back and I'm like, how inexperienced and and unprotected children are. What in the world do I look like telling a child, blaming a child when they tell me that they are uncomfortable in the space? Mm-hmm. Like the it's just is absolutely asinine. It's like it's crazy, and you know? especially as a like a father, like our parental role is just like bananas. <laughs> yeah, that that it's, was okay. I mean, in, but in his mind, like, the way he operated, like, that's what he had to do, like, to deflect, you know? Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's, it's crazy. Like Caitlin and I know because, you know, we have the, a very, very similar experience of him, right? Like growing yeah. up. So what we're saying makes total sense to us, but, and I hope for painting the picture for people listening, but it's not, it's, it's no joke. It's not funny. It's like, it's not some like, it's not really even, it can't even be reduced to a TikTok. It's like your life is kind of altered by that person with that personality disorder, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yeah, well, we actually have a little, a little fun part here. Well, it's not really fun, but we're going to take a little <laughs> narcissistic personality disorder test. We're going to answer some of these questions and, uh, see how much how much of a narcissist we are because apparently everybody's on the spectrum right like it's mm-hmm. you know but okay so you, we can just kind of go back and forth we're not going to answer all of them because it's a it's a 40 minute quiz we're not going we don't have that kind of time but um yeah let's let's answer some of these and like see where we can go okay this is this is on psych central by the way it's called the article is called narcissistic test if you like want to take this yourself find out if you are in fact a narcissist okay so which statement best matches you? I have a natural talent for influencing people. I am not good at influencing people. What do you think? For me or for you? For you. Uh, I'd say I'm probably not that good at influencing people. All right. We're going to click that. I'm more which, of like, you just do your own thing. <laughs> okay. These are all vote. which statement best matches you. So mm-hmm. just answer one. Modesty doesn't become me. I am essentially a modest person. I would say I'm pretty modest. I would do anything on a dare. I tend to be fairly cautious. I'm pretty cautious, I'd say. When people compliment me, I sometimes get embarrassed. I know that I'm a good because everybody keeps telling me so. I get embarrassed. The thought of ruling the world frightens me. If I rule the world, it would be a better place. Mm, I say more of the thought of ruling the world frightens me because I would have to be in control of all these people and people are crazy. All right. See, I actually, well, I don't mean this in a narcissist way, but I feel like if I could actually rule the world, I would just get rid of a lot of crazy shit. But that's the thing. The world would be fighting me to get rid of it. So I, I'm not yeah. up for that. And that's, no, nah, that's beyond I me. Feel like event, I would go into it optimistic and then I'd probably be like, I can't do this. Yeah, so I'm going back to civilian life. Yeah. I'm not going like, You're not the sole person making that decision. Like, there's so many yeah. other people. Like, it's like pointless to even at this point. It's pointless. Okay, exactly. I'll read some. Um, I can usually talk my way out of anything. I try to accept the consequences of my behavior. I'm definitely. A, I try to accept the consequences of my behavior. I prefer I to think. blend in with the crowd. I like to be the center of attention. Blend in with the crowd, although when it comes to artwork. Well, you know, it ain't even about that. It's like, I would want people to know my artwork. You know what I mean? Not really yeah. like center of attention. So I don't know. what You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will be successful. I am not too concerned about success. Mm, I am concerned about success, but it's not in some like, but it's because I feel like if I succeed, then I can bring others with me or mm-hmm. I can do some good, you know? Yeah. I hate to be qualifying all of these, but Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying it that's you know what best matches you. So, you know, um, I am no better or worse than most people. I think I'm a special person. Um, I'm no better or worse than most people. That's what I would say. I'm not sure if I would make a good leader. I see myself as a good leader. 
it depends on what. Like, if you're talking about ruling the world, I don't know about that. Exactly. Now, I can lead a film set or I can lead an art project. I, I think I can do that good. But. Yeah, so which one? Mm, I'm going to say I'm not sure if I make good leader on, on the government thing. Just because okay. I'm that. Um, I am assertive. I wish I were more assertive. Depends, but I'm going to say from some situations, I wish I were more assertive. More assertive? Okay. I'm going to scroll down and see what we can find. Compliments embarrass me. I like to be complimented. It's, that really is such a one-sided question to me because you, it's just which one it's not an analyzed question i know i know i'm gonna say i guess i'll say i'd like to be complimented but it really is for a different reason not just on some superficial stuff i like to look at myself in the mirror i'm not particularly interested in looking at myself in the mirror not interested in looking at myself in the mirror i really like to be the center of attention it makes me uncomfortable to be the center of attention Makes me uncomfortable if you send attention. Um, people sometimes believe what I tell them. I can make anybody believe I want anything. Excuse me. I can make anybody believe anything I want them to. Sometimes you will believe what I tell them. Okay. Uh, I am much like everybody else. I am an extraordinary person. I'm much like most people. I am more capable than other people. There's a lot that I can learn from other people. A lot I can learn from others. Okay. What else we got here? Let's see. Being an authority, being an authority, I think that's incorrect spelling, but being in authority doesn't mean that much to me. People always seem to recognize my authority. Hmm. Being an authority doesn't mean that much to me. Okay. You want to ask some more? Yeah. Should we? Do you want to finish it? I don't know. It's kind of a long quiz, but yeah, we don't have to finish it. I was just skipping around getting some questions. Yeah. Well, I guess kind of anticlimactic because we didn't get the results. But you, you kind of see how they're building things. Like obviously, a narcissist would be like, "I'm amazing. I'm the only person. I can talk people into this. I can do that." You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they kind of frame the questions that way. So maybe this isn't like the best test because they kind of halfway frame it for you. But so I actually like submitted the quiz and we got our results back. Um, we were in the 0 to 11 section, which is no narcissism. 12 to 15 is mild narcissism. And most people score between 12 and 15. So that's average. Um, moderate narcissism um, is 16 to 18. And celebrities often score closer to 18. So celebrities are <laughs> often narcissistic. I wonder if it only, so it, it calculates. It's based on the score, I guess. Yeah, but if you 20. don't finish all the questions, then some of them won't be, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, just to get the scale over here. And then yeah. 20 or plus is a true narcissist. Yeah. 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 And it's based off um, interpreting seven components of narcissism. So the traits for narcissism. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because, you know, like we were saying, it's, it's a range, right? Mm, yeah, and it's a spectrum. So you can be anywhere on that spectrum, which is, you know, gets us to the non-mild, moderate, and or narcissist. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to know that those um, those answers were like mostly non-narcissistic, which 
right? <laughs> yeah. Which I wonder what the number is with the answers we provided. I, wonder, I would be interested in knowing that. The ones that I provided on, on mine? With both of us. Like, we both got answers some questions. But, like, what would, they didn't give you, like, a number. They just, like, put you in a category. Yeah, mine, well, the one from the ones that I did was 12 to, was 12. So, mild narcissism. Mm-hmm. So. You got a number? Yeah, based on the ones that you gave me. So, I'm a mild narcissist? That's what they say. Wow. I only answer no, five questions. Jesus Christ. Well, we only answer like five, five or six questions. So. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well. Good to know, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, the, the thing also is, I feel like a lot of these, there's nuances to these questions because, like, sure. just being like, modesty doesn't become me. It's like, okay, but in certain situations, yeah, I am out there in my, like, two-piece, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like so, yeah, on that one particular Friday, Saturday night, modesty really didn't become me because I wasn't trying to be modest, you know? Exactly. But on the rest of the week, I was. Exactly, right? But you catch me on a Tuesday at the library, sweatpants, you know. Modest as hell. Modest, like that kind of thing. So I feel like I feel like there's nuance to these questions. It's like this little binary they have kind of, you know, it's not, it's not totally doing it for me. But, but yeah, no, that was fun. I mean, you know, online quizzes are always, you know, accurate, right? Of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, but yeah, those are interesting to take. I like to take it just to kind of like see like where the where their barometer for things is. Like where where do they really see a narcissist? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, um, that I think that was a pretty good conversation about narcissism. I hope you you know listening that like you really gained a lot of you know, information about what a narcissist is if you didn't, like, you know, know that definition before. As always, we encourage you to do your own research and there's plenty of research out about it now. Thank God. Because, you know, 20 years ago, nobody would have known what the heck a narcissist was. In the slightest bit, you know? hmm So, yeah, anything, anything else for you? Well, no, I think that was a pretty good episode. We've got some, some. I got even a better understanding of what a narcissist is and the spectrum and the personality disorder. Um, so yeah, but thank you for listening to uh, another podcast with us. We appreciate all of your support for Keiko Talks, um, and we hope to see you in the next episode. Yep. Bye, guys. Before we end this episode, we wanted to take some time to remind our listeners: if you or someone you know are struggling with mental or emotional health, or any of the issues we discuss in our podcast, you are not alone. There are resources to help. In the podcast description, we've listed contact information for three resources we suggest for crisis situations. You can reach out to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, National Alliance on Mental Illness, and the National Suicide Prevention Hotline.